Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. All right. Hello. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you on, well, Thursday night for me and whatever night it is for you. As you're watching, uh, this is obviously uh, previously recorded for tonight. Uh, we tried going live a couple times over the past several weeks, and it did okay for the first time, and then it started getting kind of degraded. So um, I think we'll just keep doing this for a little bit, and I'll keep uploading uh, the night of. Uh, we'll just go ahead and do it like that. So thank you for joining me here on With This Mind Being You. I'm looking at uh, making sure that I have everything up and running, so... Don't mind me producing my own thing here. Okay, good. Everything seems to be recording on both the audio and the video. So again, I want to welcome you back here as we continue through our study of the book of Acts. We're going to be in Acts chapter 24 tonight. And as we left off last time, uh, Paul was headed up to see this uh, this magistrate, this um this high, this this high guy on the totem pole, so to speak, you know, and um, we're gonna see who that is tonight. Uh, he's gonna be talking to this man named Felix. Felix is going to be questioning him, and then there's gonna be this this man, uh, an accuser, that's going to wax eloquently and speak against Paul, and he's gonna defend himself. So we'll get into that a little bit, but first, the introduction of. All the different platforms where you can watch us. Let this mind be in you on Facebook and let this mind be in you on YouTube. Please give us a like. Please give a subscription. Just follow, and I would have greatly appreciated. I told one of my uh, friends uh, through a text message the other day, uh, Brother Ken, I said, um, I think I'm doing something right. I think I've maybe struck a nerve a little bit. The, the more we rightly divide the scriptures, it seems like the less and less people I have subscribing, at least on YouTube. And I've seen a, a dramatic uh, decline in subscriptions and uh, unsubscribing people, sharp uptick on that. <laughs> but uh, we're not seeking to please men. He sent me that verse, and I really appreciate that from Brother Ken, that we don't seek to please men, okay? We'd rather please God and uh, follow the word for what it says and what it says alone and let everything else fall out. It doesn't matter. So... But if you would, if you do enjoy the uh, the teaching here and it's uh, it's helped you out, I would really appreciate if you subscribed and also get your friends to do such or at least give it a try. Okay, that's all we can ask. And then if you want to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Just noticed the other day, I think we're over four years now. Wow, it's it's got to be more than that, actually. So yeah, I started back, this is 2024, my goodness. We started back in, I think, 2018. 
or maybe it was the beginning of 2019. Either way, I think we're into our fifth or sixth year. I'll have to look at that again. Um, I was about to say this is our fourth year, but that doesn't seem right. I think it's the fourth year that we've had a, a podcast. So I, I took all the uh, the previous things and put them into audio and uploaded to podcast, which reminding you that we have this available. Every single one of the uh, the broadcasts are available in an audio uh, format on wherever you'd like to find your podcast at Let This Mind Be In You podcast. Look that up and you should be able to find us fairly easily. And then, um, like I said, we've been doing this five, six years now. It seems like uh, not that long ago, but uh, well over, see, I think we're at 220 some odd um, different videos and teachings and stuff like that. So it's about time that we uh, start revisiting some of those early ones and uh, redoing those. Uh, stay tuned. If you're following along, you know that um, for life things that are happening for us, uh, it's less than 40 days now. We're, we're in the 30s now of um, before my retirement ceremony. Once that hits, uh, April 1st is a Monday. So let's back that up. I think the March something... Whatever the Thursday is before that potentially is the last uh, broadcast for a while. Um, when I'm on the road, uh, we're going to be in a course of moving. We're going to get be going back up to uh, Maryland, Pennsylvania area. And uh, while we're doing all that, Thursday nights, uh, getting a chance to record uh, anytime during those weeks are going to be very busy. Uh, lots of things packed into there. Um, my wife and I are going to have um, some time to ourselves for a, a couple few weeks as we um, go. When my parents have the children out in Texas, we're going to go eventually all the way through Texas and uh, meet up with them, pick up the children, and then start working our way back east. And that's going to be a very long trip as well. Uh, so be praying for that. Be praying for safety on the roads. And not only that, that the uh, our house here, would stay put together that we wouldn't have any major issues. Uh, the tires would stay round and they don't blow out or anything like that. And I uh, would we'll be just be praying for that. Uh, I would really, really appreciate that as we get safely to Pennsylvania and join our family, um, our brothers and sisters in Christ up there. We cannot wait to get back there. All right. Also, I, what I can't wait for is to get back into the word of God here. So we're in Acts chapter 24. Let's, uh, uh, go into Acts chapter 24. I turned the page. There we go. And we're going to see here now, uh, as it starts out in verse number one, and after five days, Ananias, the high priest descended with the elders and with a certain orator named Tertullus who informed the governor against Paul. So this governor here, so you could say Tertullus here is a prosecutor. Uh, he's going to come and bring the accusation. He's going to, uh, Think of, you know, those guys that go up in front of the, the highest court in the land, the Supreme Court, you know, and they and they plead a case. And so he's going to go in front of this governor here, Felix, and really try to win over the case. And it's transport yourself through the word of God here as we read through this to this scene and um, very, very engaging, very fascinating to kind of just really read what's going on and to imagine the, the surroundings and the things that are happening here up there um, when Paul is getting 
grilled, so to speak. He's getting accused, and then Paul's response that are found in this chapter. It's going to be fascinating. So read with me as we start in again in verse number two. And when he called forth, uh, this is Felix calling forth, you know, like a prosecutor to the stand, you know, like uh, plead your case. Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, uh, excuse me, Paul was called forth, you know, and they hear the, the court's about to start. And Tertullus began to accuse him, Paul, saying, seeing that by thee we enjoy great quietness, speaking now to Felix, and that very worthy deeds are done unto this nation by thy providence. He is really smooching. <laughs> he's giving, he's, he's uh, kissing up to this uh, governor here. We accept it always and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness. We're so thankful for you, Felix. You're such a great governor. <laughs> Verse 4, notwithstanding, without all that being said, uh, noble governor Felix, we accept it always and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness, notwithstanding that I be not further tedious unto thee. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but let me, let me tell you about this rabble rouser over here, Paul. He says, I pray thee that thou wouldest hear us of thy clemency a few words. It, just mind, if you wouldn't mind, just a few words here. We're going we're gonna to wrap all this up, talking about, as it's called in the very next verse, a pestilent fellow. For we have found this man, a pestilent fellow, basically a disease-carrying mongrel here, and a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world. Look at this, major accusations being uh, hurled at Paul and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. And this guy not only preaches Jesus, he is the, one of the top guys. Now, we know this to be the case by this point in time because we don't really see Peter a whole lot. The, the ministry of the disciples in Jerusalem has, has really kind of fallen off to a degree where, you know, they are ringleaders, but you don't, you know, they're not dragging Peter in front of Felix here, they didn't want to like have, you know, you know, Peter killed here in this moment. Uh, of course we, you know, by history and historical says that, you know, Peter is martyred eventually. Um, what we see here though, is that Paul is this man as the ringleader. He's this top guy. His ministry is really taken off. He's really doing a lot of things and we don't like it. He's the ringleader of this of the sect of the Nazarenes, who also hath gone about to profane the temple. Remember, a few chapters back, remember they saw Paul and they're like, this guy brought a Gentile in there. And or even though that wasn't the case, it was false accusations. They're wanting to rip him apart, finding excuses. Remember the guys that made a vow that they wouldn't even eat or drink anything until Paul's dead? Well, He's talking about this man, Paul, here. He profanes a temple whom we took and would have judged according to our law. Look, all we were going to do is judge him according to our law, which blasphemy and what he was doing being accused of was to take him out and stone him to death. You know, kind of like Stephen. Uh, so, look, noble Felix, we really, we're just going to judge him by our law. We resurrected at that. Um pick a pick a person in these you know these old prophets and old testament and then those that part of believing israel the remnant the little flock anyways when jesus comes to them those are the ones that are going to be resurrected during that time and then the third one is the unjust will be resurrected the resurrection of the dead 
But remember, whether you want to disagree or agree or go back and forth about the first two I talked about, the third one, the great white throne judgment, the ones when they get resurrected from the unjust, the ones that are not found righteous because their, land, their name's not written in the Lamb's book of life. Look at the book of Revelation. It says the, the sea gave up their dead. There is a resurrection there too. But their eternity, their eternal destination, because that's the other part of the video I said to go look up, three resurrections and three eternal destinations. All right. And this is what Paul is talking about here. Verse 16, And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. He said, I'm just speaking the truth, Felix. I'm speaking the truth according to the word of God, which I believe wholeheartedly, that there is going to be a resurrection. And I don't want them to go in the resurrection of the unjust. I want them to accept the God of our fathers. When the God of our fathers humbled himself and took on the form of a servant, came to this earth, God manifest in flesh. That's who he's talking about here, Jesus Christ. That's who he's preaching, Christ and Christ crucified. Remember that. Now, verse 17, after many years, I came to bring alms to my nation and offerings. Remember, Paul still had a heart for his nation. And that's why he was there. Even though they warned him with tears, don't go to Jerusalem. They're going to they're gonna mess you up there. They're going to throw you in prison. I was seen in a vision. Remember the one that saw in a vision that they're going to throw him in prison and all these other kinds of things. But Paul still said, I'm going to go. And so he just came to offer his alms, his, you know, his basically the, the, the offerings and the gifts and the, his, his sacrificial things that he would do there as part of the being a good Jew. He says there, I came to bring alms to my nation and offerings, whereupon certain Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, neither with multitude nor with tumult. Remember, he said, I wasn't causing any problem. And this is important here. Uh, so you might just skip right over it. Verse 18, he says, found me purified in the temple. What does that mean? That Paul, even going up into the temple ground, still followed what was necessary in order to enter into where he was going to enter in it. And that is the pools of Salome, the, the, the ritualistic water baptisms, the, the cleansing. And before you would go up in there, you would be, you would be ready and clean. You would not be defiled with yourself. That's what they accused him of being with a Gentile and unclean, he went in there, and as he said here, I was purified. I observed all parts of their law that they're now accusing me that I broke. And I wasn't raising up a riot or a big, huge crowd, multitude, nor with tumult. It wasn't a riot crowd that I was trying to raise up here. Who ought to have been here before thee and object if they had ought against me. He said, look, they, if they had some sort of a, a, an accusation or whatever, they should have brought it to you. But they, that's not what they did. Or else let the, these same here say if they have found any evil doing in me while I stood before the council. Remember, he said, I already made my defense in front of them. Was there anything that I said that was wrong? No. I made my defense, and there's no, if you found any fault or evil doing in me while I stood before the council, except it be for this one voice that I cried standing among them. 
This is what he said really aggravated him. Okay. And this is when Paul is going to play um a a a key here, like he was he's gonna use a certain key. Paul's a very learned man here, and he understands the situation. <laughs> and when he says this right here, verse 21, except to be for this one voice, this one thing I did say though, Felix, that I cried standing among them, touching the resurrection of the dead, I am called in the question by you this day. Remember, that's what got him riled up even more. The Pharisees and the Sadducees went after each other about this resurrection. Remember, Paul's like, you know, I'm a Pharisee of the Pharisees over here. I believe in the resurrection. You know, he brought that up and that that set him off, right? And he said, that's why I'm here. Question, called in question by you this day. Verse 22, and when Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he had a complete understanding of that way, meaning he understood he was more of the on the Pharisee side of the house, you know, as far as the belief in the resurrection of the dead. Remember, the Sadducees do not believe that. They don't believe in angels and uh, spirits and, you know, no resurrection of the dead at all. You die, you go into nothingness, essentially. Well, he heard that. He said, hey, knowledge. he deferred them and say and said, when Lysias, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the utmost, uttermost of your matter. He said, OK, well, I've called for this chief of police there in Jerusalem, this chief captain, and he's going to come over here and talk and I'm going to hear this entire matter out. And he commanded a centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty. You know, he's under house arrest, I guess you would say, but he gives him a centurion a marshal, like somebody that's fully versed in martial arts, you know, like it hits his personal bodyguard at this point to keep him and to let him have liberty that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or come to him unto him, just can come freely. And after certain days, uh, when Felix came with his wife, Dr Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. You know, Paul, goes and gets to tell and about his Savior. He gets to talk about Jesus Christ and Christ crucified, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, who Jesus is and was as he came, God manifest in the flesh, everything that we've talked about on this channel numerous times. Verse 25, and he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. He said, you know, Felix, there is going to be a resurrection. You know this, and all are going to stand before God one day don't be clothed in your own righteousness. You have to be clothed in his, his shedding of blood for the remission of sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Um, for by grace are you saved through faith. You know, he's preaching his gospel. He's preaching the grace of Jesus Christ, the grace that was shown on the cross, the grace that needs to be applied through faith. For by grace are you saved, Felix, is he saying here? Felix trembled and answered, go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. What a sad statement. This is what I talk about the Holy Spirit working on the heart of a man. The, the, the very spirit, the dead spirit. Remember, we're all are outside of Christ. They're, they're dead in trespasses and sins. And the only understanding that they can have is not these deep things of God, not these things that are spiritually discerned that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But what they can understand is what Paul reasoned of. Look at this. 
he tells him about righteousness. Felix, your sin prevents you from being righteous in the eyes of God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, Felix, no, not one. Only Christ, God, manifest in the flesh that died and shed his blood for the remission of sins. That is the only thing that could save your soul, Felix. That's the only thing Felix could understand in his spirit, his dead spirit, the one that hasn't been quickened yet. He's dead in trespasses and sins, and his reaction to temperance and the judgment to come. Paul's warning him of the judgment to come. Look at the preaching. Preach righteousness. Is your righteousness good enough? Your sins have separated you. He did no sin. He can reconcile you. See, the blood that reconciled you. You can have your sins nailed to his cross. He took care of the sin payment. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is what he's preaching. This is what you and I should follow the example of Paul and preach, Christ crucified. Risen, buried, and risen again on the third day, according to scriptures. And warn him that without that, believing that Jesus is who he said he is, and believing the fact that your sins have separated you and you have no righteousness that can ever reconcile yourself, that's what we need to be preaching. That's what Paul preaches here. Felix trembled. But man has a free will. God is not going to force anybody to believe these things. He trembled. And his response is very sad. Go thy way for this time. Not right now, Paul. As he stood there kind of shaking. When I have a convenient season, when it's, you know, I got this governor thing going on here. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I got uh, my Roman overlords here. You know, I got to answer to somebody. You know, we all answer to somebody, Paul. It's not a good time right now. He said, but when it is a good time, I'll call for you. And we never, ever, ever hear of Felix accepting the acknowledgement, the belief and what Paul is preaching, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, for him to be clothed in the righteousness of the only one that's worthy, Jesus Christ. He said, not right now. If you're watching this, don't say no. Don't say not right now. Now is the appointed time. If you're hearing this, you're hearing a clear gospel presentation. The gospel that saves us today is that Jesus is God, did not cease to be God. He came and humbled himself and took on the form of a servant, and he took on the death, even the death of the cross, for you and me and the entirety of the world. And you don't have to go and water baptism and live as a Jew and go through the nation of Israel, be circumcised in the flesh, all that kind of stuff. You come through the belief in the shedding of blood and the belief that your sins is what required that shedding of blood. And the only one that could pay for your sins is Jesus Christ. 
Don't put that off. Do not put that off. I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to lead you in some sort of prayer. Hey, say these words after me and you can receive Jesus as well. I'm not, that's, those words won't ever come out of my mouth. I promise you that. You, right then and now, if you are seeing this and you've never been, you have never had that moment where you're a new creature in Christ Jesus because of his work on the cross, if that has never happened, his finished work, it took care of your sin problem. And remember, your sin is the problem. Well, I've done a few bad things. No, you are a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You are undone. You are lost in your wages. Your payment for that sin, if you want to pay for it yourself, is the resurrection of the unjust. And the payment will be for eternity in the lake of fire. That's the judgment. And if you're trembling at that, I have good news. I have a gospel message for you that he took care of that sin if you put your faith in him. Your faith, no works involved, nothing else involved. Well, what do I say? In, your, in you right now, you can just cry out to a righteous, holy God and talk about the pro fact that you do have a problem. Yes, I have a problem, and I believe you're the one that took care of that problem. I'm not going to tell you what to say, but it's the belief in that, the simplicity of the gospel. It can't be that simple. It can't be that simple. It is. He did the work. He did the hard part. He did everything. It's not the, by the works of righteousness, which you have done. Those are filthy rags. It's his works of righteousness, which was what Paul was preaching to Felix. I pray you don't have that same response that Felix did and said, not right now. It's not convenient. I pray that you right now, as the word of God has been preached to you, that the Holy Ghost is convicting you of your need for a salve, for a Savior because you are a sinner. I hope that's the case. Well, do I get to uh, you know, go to heaven when I die? Notice I haven't been talking about where you go when you die. You'll know <laughs> you're going to be with him for all of eternity. I'm not going to lead out with that, though, because you have a problem. I'm not going to try to tell you about the, you know, this, this, yes, heaven, yes, eternity with him, yes, eternity that you're not separated from him because you can be in his presence because you're clothed in his righteousness, all that kind of stuff. I need to preach to you Jesus Christ and Christ crucified and that alone. That's what Paul preached and tell you of the judgment, not the rewards to come if you accept it. I'm talking about the judgment if you don't. Okay. Let's finish up the last two verses here. Verse 26, he hoped also. This is this is so sad. Not only did he say, not now, it's not convenient. Verse 26, he hoped also that money should have been given him of Paul, either by Paul himself or maybe his friends would just pool up enough money to donate to his next governor campaign that he might loose him. Hey, you know, if you get enough money together, I'll put you out on bail. I, I'll lose you. you. You can go free. Wherefore, he sent for him the oftener and commuted with him. So he kept bringing him back. But you never, ever hear that Felix accepted the good news that Paul was preaching. You never hear of it. 
And then it says in verse 27, but after two years, Porcius Festus came into Felix's room and Felix, willing to show the Jews a pleasure, left Paul bound even after two years. Well, I got to please these Jews around here. My wife, a Jewess, got to please her too. Who knows? But we know that the scripture says he's willing to show Jews a pleasure just to, you know, just to keep the peace here. I'll leave Paul bound. But every day he had an opportunity. The more and more, as it said, often, oftener, you know, like maybe it was a day-to-day thing. Maybe it was once a week. That's over 100 times if it was two years after over two years. That's over 100 times he heard Paul. And I guarantee Paul never wanted to talk to him about pick a subject. I don't think that the government rule here by the Romans is very good. He didn't talk politics with, with Felix. I guarantee you that. I guarantee he didn't address Felix and how well he's done as a governor. And maybe we could pave a few more streets, Felix, or all these other kinds of things. I guarantee you, Paul preached Christ crucified every single time. And you never hear a Felix finally saying, yes, I believe. Very sad. But that doesn't have to be the case for you, folks. My friend, if you're watching this and you're lost and undone, you can be, you too, through Jesus Christ, can be made a new creature by his power. You don't have the power to do that yourself. I hope and pray that you do that tonight, to this morning, whenever you're watching this. And I pray you've watched it all the way through. Lord, I pray, I pray that somebody hears the good news, that you don't have to pay for your sins for all of eternity that your sins have been paid for already by Jesus Christ. Over 2,000 years ago, God manifest in the flesh came and died for your sins, took on the payment. When he didn't deserve it, you did, but he took it on for you. It's a very simple message, isn't it? But yet so many reject it. It's a sad thing. Well, I love you in the Lord. Those that have watched, be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Be ministers of reconciliation because that's what he came in the world to do is reconcile people to himself. Yes, the prophecy. Yes, everything we talk about here. Believer, as we've dived deep into correct division and and all these different topics that we've talked about over the years, yes, those are good things to know. But all those things aren't what we should be preaching to a lost and dying world we are to be ministers of reconciliation to wit god was in christ reconciling the world to himself that's what he came to do know that be grounded in that and give people the good news the gospel of our salvation today that there is no you know this works coming through israel and trying to this prophetic twisting of scriptures to make us somehow spiritual israel and all these kind of things folks Preach Christ crucified, God manifest in flesh. Only God could do that, and he did it for us. And those that are lost, you too, as Paul said, can be saved from that condition. And I pray that happens for you today. Don't be a Felix and put it off. Well, I love you in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. Go tell somebody about Christ. 
today. Be ambassadors. And let this mind always, always the mind of Christ be in you. Let it allow it to control you. Let this mind be in you. And I'll see you next week, Lord willing. God bless.